Well, hello there. Did you miss me? This is What's Shaking with Lakin. Come on in, get settled, and enjoy the show. That's right, Lakin Love here, back with a brand new episode of What's Shaking with Lakin. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are staying safe. I hope you all are being the best person that you could possibly be. I know I am. I've missed you all. I apologize, but I don't for the hiatus I took last year. Last year was a very, you know, challenging time for all of us. We didn't know where the world was going from there. And we were just trying to survive the best way we know how. I remember when the day I left the job and I got home and I was like, two weeks, it's fine. Two weeks. We're going to make it. And I get home and my neighbor, Mashama's, she pulled up at the same time. We both had a look on her face like, it's going to be okay, right? And she said, hey, you know, we just closed the gray today. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, two weeks, you know, that's just, that was just my whole thing. Two weeks. We'll be back in the swing of things. This virus will just blow over. Because you think of, um, was it H1N1 and all these other various viruses that that spread about growing up and you hear about it for like a week or two until the hype dies down you go on with your life but this was one of those that did not happen there were a lot of casualties as a result of this virus and it made me think back to an episode where I was super sick and I couldn't understand it so i just want you to check out a piece of this good morning everyone <laughs> i sound like i've smoked all of my life but um it is 7:46 in the morning i have two concerts with the orchestra this morning for their music education series and i your girl is down but part of this <laughs> I guess this is my wellness segment I last week I started wheezing and whenever I start wheezing I kind of I kind of perks something in my head and I keep it there but I didn't think anything of it I kept going and um I get to the weekend and I felt fine but yesterday or Monday I should say when I got ready for work I was like I don't feel good I said, my chest feels tight, like somebody's sitting on my chest. <clears throat> so I um, went to work, and I was like, I don't feel good. I was like, I wonder if my asthma is trying to spur, stir. And I haven't had an asthma attack in a long time. And um, as the day went on, I kept coughing and coughing. I was like, huh, I didn't feel any drainage. Usually I feel the drainage first in the back of my ears. And usually I hop on that immediately. So I went to uh, Walgreens and I got like some vitamin C drops and I got some Zarbies. I'm all about homeopathic me medicine when it comes to like killing a cold. But my favorite one is the Highlands mucus and cold cough or whatever. So <clears throat> I um, went and got that. And they didn't have the the particular highlands that I like, but I got the Zarbies. It's like dark honey and ivy leaf. Oh, 
gosh, it's disgusting. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. So, uh, by the got to the end of the day, I texted my doctor. And I was like, I think I need a new inhaler. I asked if they have if they carry inhalers because I go to a doctor that I pay a membership to, and you know they bill me seventy bucks a month, and if I have to come in, that my copay is already taken care of because I don't have insurance. So uh, they um, they were like, yeah. They're like, well, do you need a steroid to open you up? Which the rescue inhaler is a steroid, but it's not as powerful as a as a um, sustaining steroid to keep you open. Because as most of you don't know, I'm asthmatic, and um, we already live with <laughs> limited breathing because it's like our our um, mucus. I, oh, what do they call it? I don't. I'm. It's too early in the morning to go through this whole scientific method. But our um, airway, air holes are much more inflamed than the normal person. So sometimes it can be a struggle. Like I sometimes have exercise-induced asthma <clears throat> or cold wind asthma. But anyways, so she asked me if I wanted the steroid opioid. And, and the particular steroid they gave me is like Flonase that you use for your nose. But this one's a powder that you have to, you know, blow all the air out of your body and then this open this powder pack inhaler and suck it all in to let it get into your lungs. And then you have to wash your mouth out immediately after because you can get um thrush. Which thrush it the steroid literally eats your vocal I mean your throat and makes it raw. <laughs> so it's oh it's disgusting if you don't do it. And uh, I've been on this for, this is day three, yes, Wednesday. I, once the medicine gets in my system, I am on cloud 25. <laughs> so I sound like this now, and I, as I've been trying to record the same little segment, my alarms kept going off, so it kept stopping the um, recording. I coughed up this <laughs> huge thing of... Of mucus, <laughs> disgusting as it is, but is what happens when you're living with asthma. My asthma only flares up every very every blue moon, I should say. And uh, this one just caught me because the weather flipping back and forth. Spring's the worst time of year for me, so I usually try to stay extra medicated with my my um, antihistamines and my uh, emergencies and my nasal flonase, but. I just want to show you how I wake up, and then I'll get back to the way I sound once the medicine kicks in, which I'm also doing every four to six hours, um, my inhaler, just to keep me open, my rescue inhaler, so I'll be back later to tell you how I feel, but thank you for listening to this portion of the podcast, and Keep yourselves well, and we'll have another discussion another day on living as an asthmatic. Oh my God, do you hear that? I remember that day like it was yesterday. Actually, it was February 5th of 2020. Um, I had gotten sick and towards the end of January. So over Christmas, 
if I'm not mistaken, or the beginning of the new year, my voice teacher got sick and um, he just said, oh, I got under the blankets and he just fought the fever till it broke. You know, just think, you know, people get sick that time of year. The weather is very flippant, nothing to think about, right? Fast forward, top of February, I got sick and I was like, oh, here we go. I already knew what to take. I was like, oh, we're going to take this. I got my Zarbies. I got my Highlands. I got my inhaler. But one day what triggered me to go to the doctor was I could not catch my breath and it ended up with, a, it was a dry cough and I just kept taking my inhaler, take you know, a rescue inhaler, you only take it so many times before you be like, you know, I have to go to the hospital because I can't breathe. But I've lived with asthma so long that I don't panic. And one thing with this virus, which is tricky, is if you're not asthmatic or you haven't had an asthma attack before, it creates mass hysteria that you can't breathe. Like one day you're feeling fine and the next day you're struggling to breathe. So that further creates all those histamines in your body. You're just like, oh God, I think I'm about to die. Uh, So I remained calm and I woke up and I messaged my doctor. And I believe this was at the time that, oh my goodness, it was probably like $600 or so to just test for COVID. And it's not coming to me now what it was called before then, but um. It, I mean, it just gave me chills just listening back to the audio. Um, And I went there and I didn't have a fever. Probably the fever had already broken at that point. I was just feeling the residuals of it. And she gave me the strong inhaler. And even taking that inhaler for, I think it was a 14-day supply, even after taking that, I still had a cough for like another two weeks. And it took a long time to to come back for that. And I had also, I think within that same week, played whiskey, wine, and wildlife down in Jekyll. And that wind was whipping so hard. And every time I went to breathe, I coughed. I coughed and I coughed. Now, usually I can do two gigs in one day. And it wouldn't let up. I kept taking my inhaler and I decided to take that inhale that um, powerful steroid inhaler once one more time because I had literally we finished that and then had to go play a wedding on the island right after and I felt like the more I moved the slower I got the system my body was not cooperating my brain wanted to go but <laughs> my body wasn't thank God there was another singer on the gig and I told the guys I said y'all I don't feel good please just help me get this stuff in the car. And I was so slow getting my stuff out of the car. And I got in the car and I just sat there probably like 30, 45 minutes before I even took off because I just had no energy. Oh, that is scary to think about that. I never painted a clear picture until now about that. And I really, truly think that was COVID. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is crazy. But as I said, I didn't think about it because I had too many shows coming up. I was just trying to get through it. I was like, get through it, get through it, we can rest. Get through it, get through it, we can rest. In that two-week period, I did a lot of shows. So who knows at what point I could have been exposed to it? Who knows at what point who I could have, 
you know, who we could have spread to. It was just an unknown virus, coronavirus, you know, when everybody's like, coronavirus, coronavirus. And by fast forward, you know, two months later, the well, actually a month and some change later, everything shut down. And then I, you know, <laughs> and here we are a year later, still in it, but people are moving about again. And it's just... I, I can't even explain how the world has evolved since then and how we're moving differently now in different protocols. And I know I've read recently how, you know, the government's requiring employers with a hundred or more employees to require them to get the vaccination or lose their job, which is, whew, I mean, to each their own. I got mine because I just wanted to be able to travel and, um, get it out the way. I was like, listen, I'll just get it out the way. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make light of this virus in any way because it is pretty serious and it has taken a lot of people out, but it was just a lot of misinformation and other various factors that last year we were just like, I don't understand, like, what is happening? Um, and the mask mandates and having to go to work and I, I working a new job, wearing a mask all day. I mean, I, I feel the frustration of people. And once the vaccination came out, you know, most people were jumping in line and I get it. I let, you know, I was all about letting the elderly and those who are immune compromised get theirs first. And I waited till about June of this year to get mine because I just didn't know how it was going to react to my body. Just hearing stories of how it it reacted with different people um, kind of made me nervous about getting it. Um, I was more inclined to get it once I saw the amount of younger people it was it was starting to take out, and I was like, you know, maybe I do need to look into this. And I did strictly want it for travel as well because I was going to the Virgin Islands again. And I wanted to have it just in case, you know, um, they required a vaccination card to get over there, which I'd already done research before going back about once the vaccination cards were available to get and um, how would that affect travel. So my first and second shot, were the same symptoms. I got it. The first time my arm was more sore from the shot, um, exactly about six hours later, which I should have listened to a friend taking ibuprofen, I felt super fatigued. Um, I felt I was freezing. I could not warm up. And it's like my body just shut down. And I got under the covers, went to bed. And once the fever broke, I had the most massive migraine I could, I, I think I've ever had both times. So it makes me a little weary about the booster shot, but I have until March to get the second, the third shot, I should say. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I most likely I will go ahead and get and just take the ibuprofen ahead of time to reduce any chances of having a reaction to it. Um, we're here now. This is the world. This is the new world now. And this isn't a, a, a stance to, to force people to take it or force you not to take it. Um, it's strictly up to you. But I will say 
that this year I lost someone very dear to me to COVID, due to COVID. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, which grief is very tricky. You know, some days are good. Some days you think about it and you're like, he's not here anymore. He's not, we had so much time. I thought we had time to, to work together. I mean, Rico is my brother from another mother. And just hearing about his death, it, it really hurt. And it, and it was hard to, to even talk about it on the news. It's, hard, it's still hard to talk about it now. Um, I remember hearing that he passed and I was in training for Musical Explorers, which when the music festival started, um, swing, um, the Jazz Academy, and they were looking to recruit musicians to teach. He was top of the list for me. For me to call him, him and his brother Derek, and seeing him from growth because Rico is just one of those guys. Rico worked. I mean, Rico worked at T-Mobile the longest. Rico had like a thousand degrees, and I was just like, "What are you doing? You know, you want to be a band director. Why? Why haven't you done that now?" And he finally, finally became a band director, and um, he, I believe, he started Beach, and then he went to. Savannah High, and finally he was getting somewhere at um, at um, Savannah Arts Academy. So I just remember at a gig hearing that he was in the hospital, and it stunned me. Like I didn't know what to think or to say, and you know, COVID times had surged again and couldn't go to see him. And then I learned he was in a coma. Um, a few months passed. I just kept working, but he was always on my mind. And then I found out he passed. And my my girlfriends and I were just on messenger because nobody can, we can't talk. We don't have the words to say. And it's just a mixed emotions of grief and anger and everything and we just allowed a space for all of us to talk about it and also remember the good times because he was one of the people that pushed me to be what I am today and we always had each other's backs like our whole tribe did and it was just devastating to hear of his loss and during the musical explorers training the news wanted to talk to us and they um Jenny asked for my permission to go on the news to talk about because I knew him more than she did and talk about holding it together. Um, it, it was tough, but I had to do this for him and anything I do from now on is for him to carry on the legacy of music and reaching others and just sharing our gifts and being present and he's missed every day every day I keep him like very close to me and I just hope that this virus either settles down or there's actual well I don't think there actually be a cure for it but it just becomes weak it just continues to weaken because it just hurts to see people lose people they love or not be able to see people they love because they're afraid of 
either not knowing they have it and spreading it or or having, you know, pre-existing conditions and seeing how your body reacts to it. But I just want to say, be careful. Whatever choice you decide, it is your personal choice. I cannot vouch for what you've done. I can't, you can't vouch for me. I can't vouch for you. Um, the most we can do is just hope that we continue to be safe. So jobs during COVID, you know, a lot of employers realized that their staff worked better and were more efficient working from home. All these years, everybody has talked down on working from home is nothing but a scam. And look at you thriving out here in this COVID broth. <laughs> now, I didn't have the luxury of working from home after one job closed down for COVID, I went to work for a car dealership and that was, it was cool. You know, um, I was there about nine months and I will say for the record, last year was the first time I went through three jobs. <laughs> Never expected that to happen. You know, I lost one job because of COVID then I went to work for a car dealership and then another company came in to offer me a job. Where, who I'm still presently with and you just learn the business and you learn how people move within the companies and you realize a lot of that shit is bullshit it's bullshit 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 I am here to tell you corporate America is some bullshit <laughs> in certain parts not all of corporate America but I mean Look at you, home thriving, listening to my podcast while you're click clacking away at your keyboards. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but in the world of corporate band, I went about, let's see, I did my last wedding right before St. Patrick's Day. So when I did my, my Elon Week episode, I had just gotten back from Jacksonville for a wedding. And that was the last wedding I did until August. So April, May, June, July. Yeah, it was about five months without weddings. I would technically say six. only did one wedding in August. Um, I was just working and going home. And I felt so weird. You know, the past seven years, I've been grinding. I've been working a full-time day job. And then at night, I would be performing. Now. Granted, in those beginning stages, I wasn't making much money. And I finally worked up the the um, rounds to finally make decent living. And um, then it was gone, just like that. Uh, one thing that happened once restaurants started opening up that some restaurants wanted people to play for free. I'll tell you something. I will give you one tune for free, but I'm not giving you three hours for free. My gear isn't free. My time isn't free. My gas isn't free. The car isn't free. There are many factors that are not free. And I get it that your company has been closed for five months, but my company has been closed too. I am a business owner. Whether you believe it or not, this is a business running a band and I refuse to play for free. Um, now, what we're not going to do is call out those places, but I know who you are. <laughs> uh, 
So um, one thing I learned during this cornucopia was singing to a camera with no audience. That is the weirdest shit I've ever done. It's weird enough doing a photo shoot or trying to record videos in front of a camera. You just feel awkward because there's no presence. There's no energy. And um, it's just a cold room. And shouts out to Step One Automotive because Maya was like, hey, Lakin, we just want to spread community awareness and let, know, and let people know that we are here for them. And we're going to do uh, concerts. And we want you to come sing for like an hour, just an hour. That's all you need. I mean, at the beginning, so many people tuned in because nobody had anything to do. So the internet was just wide open to for outreach. Um, so after that, you know, the car dealership I worked for that wasn't part of them, I, wor- I worked for Lexus and they found out. I didn't tell them when I was hired that I was a singer. I did, but, you know, you kind of be like, oh, yeah, I sing. You know, they're kind of like, whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so once they found out that I was singing next door at the car dealership, they were like, well, you have to do it here. But not only did I have to do it at the Lexus in Savannah, I had to go to Hilton Head too and sing at that Lexus because the same company. And there was my car dealership tour. Who would have known, you know, who to thunk in this time of Copernicus that I would be singing at a car dealership, but it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. And, um, it was just a way to, to keep some money in our pockets and, and, and move about, um, to the grocery store and home because that's the only things that were open, but shouts out to common or Broughton because once they and ordinary pub did their smash brothers, um, menu to go and to go says, Oh, it was on. I was so tired of cooking. Even though I did some lives cooking, I was like, "Mm, this is cool, but I want somebody else to cook for me. And I wasn't making the money I was, you know, supposed to be, I was making previously, but I had enough money spent on food. I can definitely spend money on food and it go to waste in the fridge. So why not just buy food for me? I'm only a party of one and I have a dog easy, easy, easy. So once the restaurant started to open up, we started back up our working women's Wednesday. You know, as soon as we could go back out again, my friends and I were out mask and all. Um, so we started working women Wednesday, meeting every Wednesday to just support different restaurants in this time of peril and just to show that we support them and to give money back, you know, um, so we started that when we first started La Scala, Melissa and I went there. They were doing $30 three course meals. How much does it cost to make a meal? Think about that. $30, you get three courses. Sign me up. So we went every Wednesday. Then we started introducing, you know, inviting our friends out. Then it became a thing. It'd be like, 20, I think our biggest group was like almost 30 of us that went there for the three course meals. And then once the, you know, once other restaurants were starting to do it, we went hard for a while at La Scala until, you know, that ended and we just started wanting to venture out to other places. So um, they have seen plenty of us and it was just something for me to do until music picked back up. Thankful for friends. Um, shouts out to my to my team, the home team, the tribe, 
who even during COVID, you know, I am very blessed to have had enough savings to live. <laughs> and I'm thankful for friends who are just like, here's some money. Here, take it. And friends who reached out, friends who asked if I needed anything. I'm a very honorary person. I don't, I don't, you know, ask for anything. And it's really hard for me to say, hey, I need help. But I'm thankful for those who were there who didn't give me any choice but to um to but to accept it. So I love you all and thank you so much. But um as we move through this phase of COVID, so many things started happening. We started working again. Plant Riverside opening. Have you been to Plant Riverside? I'm gonna to go to more in depth on another episode of Plant Riverside, but Plant Riverside is the premier entertainment district of downtown Savannah. Um, as they have coined it, it is truly amazing. And they have given us a ton of work and I can't be, um, and I can't say this enough. I should say how appreciative I am of them. Uh, when they first opened, we played there a great deal and it just, I think the first time we played the amphitheater side, when we're singing and playing and you see just people walking down the street because they hear the music and you haven't been around people in a long time. Oh my God. It's such a humbling moment. And I think I, I won't admit this in person, but I did cry a little bit because <laughs> people just missed it. And people just had tears in their eyes because they haven't been around live music in so long. It was, it was a vibe. And then fast forward three or four months, the gig load intensified. So I'm so thankful for that space. That's why I said I don't apologize for not being around y'all and giving you a podcast. It was just that I needed that time off for my psyche. I needed time off to figure out who is Lincoln? What does Lincoln want to do? What's her plan? I mean, I have a plan. I always have a plan, but is that really your plan? Shouldn't we tweak it a little bit? Should you add some inserts here and there? We need to like really focus on that. And by the time I was like, yeah, you know, I should focus on this. Everybody thought I was going to put an album out. Everybody thought I was going to, you know, do an EP. And I was like, y'all, I, I, my brain is so overworked. I can't even think of things like that. Shouts out to those who did, you know, thrive and write during COVID. I didn't have it, y'all. I'm, I'm sorry. I worked around the clock. There was no mental capacity available from this chick here. But um, we made it, you know, fast forward to 2021, November, 2021. Um, we're still thriving. It has been my busiest year yet. You know, I've, I've done, I've closed out the year with probably near 60 weddings from COVID makeups to those who are just ready to get hitched and events are coming back and festivals are coming back. We have so much stuff planned for next year, but that's pretty much just a, uh, drop in the bucket of what's happened in the past year. I don't want to bore you too much from it, but so many businesses have opened in the past year and so many porch parties have been had. So many new friends have been made. So many new neighbors have been met and we're still here living in the moment. I've taken so many trips that I'm going to discuss over the next few weeks I've finally learned to live and I'm becoming more accustomed and 
liking the new Lakin that is here before you. So I thank you so much for joining me on the show. There's more to come in the future weeks. I will try my best to be consistent as possible. Take all of my inconsistencies for love. Once again, stay safe, stay brave, stay powerful, stay bold, stay in love. See you next time. You've been listening to What's Shaking with Lakin. If you haven't already, please, 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 please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye, y'all.